you know, kind of feels like the diagnosis of the month to some degree. So it's like, okay, this this SIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome that I think was coined by Dr. Richie Shoemaker, okay. Mocker, I don't know how he pronounces his last name. Um, and I know that you're Shoemaker certified and he was, you know, a, a pioneering uh, figure in, in this world. Um, and, but I am, I'm seeing a ton now, you know, A4M and, and all the, all these organizations are, you know, jumping on kind of the, the SERS train, so to speak. Um, so I'd love to hear you being a, a uh, you know, SERS certified physician and all that kind of speak to, you know, what is SERS? And these are generally thought of as kind of those canaries in the coal mine, the, you know, the worst of the worst. They're the ones that are just not getting better, which is really what you specialize in. Sure. So I think before we go there, I want people to understand um, this concept of uh, mold illness. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and if you think back to our Venn diagram in our childhood and, you know, how it was beaten to us in, in school, um, we have our two overlapping circles. And now if we took that and we flipped it and we had four overlapping circles, that is how I ask people to envision mold illness. And each one of those main circles is a type of way that mold illness can interact with us. And then in between those circles is a way that it can kind of manifest and what it looks like. So in each one of those circles, if we were to label them, one would be mold fungal allergy, which is something widely accepted by the medical community. The next one would be uh, fungal infection, something more accepted by um, the medical community. And the bottom two would be SIRS and mycotoxicosis. And so um, depending on how someone presents, they can have a bit of a mycotoxic picture, um, you know, as a result of a fungal infection that they have. Um, they could have some mycotoxicosis that after you clear it out, continues on as SIRS. They could be someone that has a lot of the typical allergenic triad, um, you know, so asthma, um, <clears throat> eczema, and in general allergies, and they could have a toxic component as well too. So, you know, I, I remind practitioners that people don't show up just as one. People show up as this like hodgepodge of like a twisted up ball of yarn, and it's up for you to ask the clinical questions um, and provide the correct testing so you can suss out which path is the one that you're likely to follow or to look into. So SIRS for me, it's the last thing. It's really the last thing. When I started out doing uh, Shoemaker's work, it was the case of rollout. You have someone come in, they're coming to me for this. We do C3A, C4A, TGF Theta 1, the alphabet soup of um, these tests and what I started seeing in these folks was that they they weren't meeting case definition of SIRS and so the difficulty with SIRS is that the true definition of what it is is like a moving target it's a moving target like autoimmunity so something like let's say um, lupus Lupus has a criteria where you got to meet like three out of the five or something and then have these two clinical symptoms or something like that. So there's kind of a constantly moving my lupus, my look different from your lupus, my look different from their lupus. Similar thing with SIRS. SIRS has a very um, a flexing case definition where we have this list of systems um, 
uh, and we ask people these questions to see how many symptom clusters they fall into. Um, and then based off of that, we then go to testing and how many abnormal testing parameters do they fall into. So someone's SIRS could look a lot different from yours, could look a lot different from mine, but what I've seen in a lot of these patients is the first step of SIRS is to get people out of exposure and to put them on a binder. Well, guess what? That's the first step to mycotoxicosis too. So I, I have this way that I work with people in that we pinky swear that we're going to work on exposure outside of my therapeutic interaction with them. And as they're kind of getting things in order and going, and we can kind of double back and talk more about that later, um, <clears throat> we start kind of working towards detoxing them. Now, there's a whole process that you do prior to detoxing someone because you just can't go in and like detox people. That's just... Um, it's asking for trouble, especially in a lot of these really sensitive folks. Hey guys. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much for listening to the Holistic Savage podcast. We on the Holistic Savage team all really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help the podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, help get the word out. And now back to the show.